want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, tour schedule, signings, all that good stuff. I'd love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to become a co-author in one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today we have uh, Rob Galbraith on the line today. He is the Director of Innovation over at AF Group and the author of The End of Insurance as We Know It. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be here. So I'm, I'm always pumped and excited to have authors on here because I know how difficult it is to put together a book, and I want to definitely get into your book more, talk about what readers can expect to get out of it and what your inspiration for writing it was. Um, but before we get into that, let's just start with some of your background. So how did you get started in business? What inspired you? So, Adam, I've always been interested in business ever since I was a little kid. Um, I would go to the grocery store with my mom, and she'd fill the cart with all these food and clothes and toys and we'd go to the checkout and just hand over pieces of paper and be able to take all that stuff home. It was just kind of a magic moment for me every week. Um, so when I grew up, I uh, graduated high school and went to college at Michigan State University and was an economics major. And then when I graduated college, uh, my first job was actually at the Federal Reserve Board in Washington, D.C., which was a tremendous experience kind of working at, uh, among all these PhD economists, really smart guys, to figure out what we needed to do uh, with interest rates and what was going on with the health of the economy. Um, after spending two, two and a half years there, um, I went to San Antonio, Texas, where I now live, and um, started working at an insurance firm. Uh, that's also an investment company and a bank called USA that serves military members and their families. And that's really kind of how I uh, got into the insurance space. So... If you were, you know, giving some advice to the Rob that's just uh, graduating college again, because we all learn, you know, the, the further we go in our career, um, what kind of things would you tell that Rob that's just graduating? You know, for me, um, I think I uh, just didn't know necessarily what it took in the workplace, the work ethic, the amount of hard work it was. Um, for college, you have so much freedom in terms of you know, your schedule, your classes. Yes, you have coursework and there's demands on your time, but um, just the grind of kind of a nine-to-five job and showing up each and every day and, and just being on all the time. Um, particularly in today's work environment, I think back when I entered the workforce 20, 25 years ago, um, yeah, I took some moments off, maybe more than I should have. Um, but, you know, quite frankly, the, the work environment maybe allowed for that a little bit more Today's work environment is so fast-paced. Everyone's plate is full. Everyone I talk to, no matter where they work, is just ever more busy. The emails piling up. They have more and more meetings. And so I think from a young person coming in, it's really hard to jump on that moving train. It might have been going 30 miles an hour when I jumped on, but now it's going 50 miles an hour. So just kind of, um, I guess, mentally uh, getting prepared for that kind of grind. And if you embrace it, um, I think you can do really, really well because, the opportunities to advance much faster as a young person than they were back in my day, but you definitely have to put in the effort. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. So it is, um, I mean, on both sides. On one end, I, I completely agree with you, by the way. Um, you know, the train is moving faster, but in the same, like, respect, 
you're no longer held back to where they're like, yeah, you got to be here at least five years before you're a manager, or you got to be here 10 years before we give you any real responsibility. Now, those that show it, you could be a year or two in, and you could be, you know, heading uh, probably more people than you thought, like just based off of uh, the work you've done and the initiative, depending on where you're at. So, I, I mean, the opportunity is definitely um, also moving pretty fast, but competition also. Um, let's transition a bit. I want to talk, um, I want to spend some time on your book. Um, so let's start with uh, the end of insurance as we know it. So what inspired you to write the book? Let's start there. So I, I've been in this industry for uh, just over 20 years, and really in the last two to three years, um, I've just seen glimpses of the future, and it's, it's a really cool experience. You see some new technology and some new ways of thinking, and it's just so different than the way we've been doing business for so long, particularly the insurance space, which is known to be a little bit conservative, a little bit resistant to change, and um, kind of immune to innovation, I think, is a term I've heard some people use. Um, but, man, there's so much cool tech out there and so many innovators coming up with so many great ideas. Um, I just had to kind of I had all this stuff swimming in my head, and I had to write it down. So I, I originally uh, opened a Word document. I literally called it Brain Dump, but I just got everything that was in my head that I was kind of seeing and experiencing on there. And it was 25 pages of just kind of like content that came came out. Um, so then after that, I wanted to give it some structure and try to make sense of it, and I created an outline, and it took like three months, and the outline was 60 pages long. Uh, but it ended up being a great framework for a book, and so um, I took that to some friends that had published a couple of uh, books previously as an independent publisher called The Insurance Nerds, and they said, yeah, we love it. If you write it, we're happy to publish it. And at that point, Adam, um, it was a lot of work. It was almost paint by numbers, right? With that kind of outline, I never got writer's block. It was really just kind of filling in the details, doing some research, doing some homework uh, to support maybe some of the things that I was thinking or feeling, either to confirm them or maybe refute them. Um, and that's really kind of how the, the book came together. And I also felt that um, you know, I'm struggling with this stuff and I'm trying to make sense of it. I know there's a whole wider audience out there in the insurance space, um, either as a consumer or somebody that's actively employed in the space that's also trying to make sense of all these changes. What kind of advice would you give to um, the new author, the person that has an idea and they're like, hey, I need to get this idea out? I would give a couple of pieces of advice. The first one is um, your first draft is not perfect, right? You've got to start somewhere. I know that writer's block and that blank page is an area that kind of starts. A lot of people have come up to me and they're like, I'm just so amazed that you wrote the book. I, I, I've wanted to write a book, but I've been still afraid to get started, or I just haven't had that motivation. I think that fear to get started. Um, so that's why having that file called Brain Dump, like I wasn't, I was just trying to get it all out. And once it was on there, um, giving it some shape was, was easier. The other thing that I would tell you is it does take discipline. So I actually had a project plan, and I was supposed to write two chapters every week. I had a call with the uh, publishers that were editing the book um, to hold me accountable every Tuesday. Um, I didn't always get two chapters done, which was okay, but if I fell behind, you know, I'd have to ask my wife, hey, can you take our three kids this Saturday? I need to get caught up on where I am. And ultimately, I was able to um, deliver kind of you know, on the schedule that, that we had set, which was pretty aggressive. And so just like you might in a work environment, right, you've got a big project that you're working on and you have a kind of a schedule and a timeline um, that you are held accountable to, it's the same when you write a book. 
And so um, the person that reads your book, um, what, what, what takeaways would you expect them to get? Yeah, so the book is um, an interesting mix in that um, you don't have to know that much about insurance, actually, to get a lot of value out of it. It has a lot of uh, definitions for terms. It actually has a glossary in the back, and so it's a little bit of an insurance 101, and that's by design. That's for uh, venture capitalists, investors in this space that think there's an opportunity, or for entrepreneurs, uh, founders of startups. Uh, many startups that are in this space have been uh, entrepreneurs in other industries, and they see this massive opportunity in insurance, um, and they want to jump in. So it's a great way just in an hour to kind of get up to speed on the industry, have some basic knowledge, and be able to speak the language when you are speaking with an insurance carrier, agent, or, or a claims adjuster. Um, the other audience is for, is for that seasoned um, insurance professional that's been in the industry for a while. You're going to know all the terminology. In fact, you can skip over parts of it, particularly at the beginning, potentially. Uh, but it really outlines some of the big um, sticking points and problems in the industry. And then it talks about some of the emerging technologies like telematics, Internet of Things, blockchain, artificial intelligence, machine learning, computer vision, wearables, et cetera, and kind of gives you um, a high-level understanding of those technologies. And then what are these major problems that we kind of have in the insurance space today? and how these technologies may be brought to bear to actually solve some of those challenges and radically change the way we do business in the future. No, that's great. I love it. And I and I mean, I think it's, it's just super interesting what's happening in the entire financial industry with FinTech and just efficiencies. Um, it's just changing everything. Um, anything you care to comment about just in FinTech and what's going on in insurance? Um, I love this quote. I listened to a podcast recently, um, and Jan Daniel Schreiber is um, the founder and CEO of uh, Lemonade, which is a new startup kind of insurance care that's been a lot of buzz in the press. And he said the reason that uh, insurance kind of attracted him as an entrepreneur uh, is for three reasons. Number one, it's a massive industry. It's measured in trillions of dollars, not billions of dollars. Uh, number two, it's unloved by consumers. Nobody really loves their insurance company, right? They don't have that brand loyalty the way that you do necessarily in other industries. You, you kind of get it because you have to get it, right? I, I get insurance because I want to drive the car off the dealer's lot, or I get insurance because I want to be able to close on my mortgage tomorrow. Um, but it's, it, it, people have brand awareness, but they're not necessarily super loyal to those brands. If somebody were to come with a better opportunity. And then the third thing, I love this phrase. He said it was unspoiled by innovation. Um, just, you know, insurance is really stuck in the 20th century. Um, another friend of mine said, you know, if you got your DeLorean and you went back 20, 30 years in time, right, and you walked into an insurance company and walked around, it wouldn't look very different than it does today in 2019. Compare that to, like, an auto factory or somewhere else that has a lot of, um, you know, robotics and, and, and automation in the space. Um, but technology is going to be changing this space, and it will look very different uh, when you walk around 20 and 30 years from now, if you get in that DeLorean and go forward to 2039. So, so that's why the book is really timely, just to kind of explain, hey, what are all these technologies and, and, and uh, what's moving insurance into the 21st century finally? Uh, and if somebody wants more information either about yourself or to pick up the book, what's the best way for them to go out and get that? Yeah, so I'd recommend three places. The first place to start is the companion website to the book, which is simply endofinsurance.com. Uh, you can see uh, media reviews, um, interviews, uh, summary of the book, 
um, some information about me, some book events that may be happening in your neck of the woods. So it's a great resource. Uh, the book is sold exclusively on Amazon. Um, so definitely go check it out on Amazon. It's available in both paperback and Kindle version. And actually, there's a cool deal that if you buy the paperback, you can get the Kindle version for only $2.99 more. So definitely check it out on Amazon. And then the final thing is I'm available uh, on all sorts of social media platforms. So I'm on Twitter as Rob Galb, um, R-O-B-G-A-L-B. I'm on LinkedIn, pretty easy to find there. Facebook, pretty easy to find there. And then I'm on Instagram as Most Interesting Man in Insurance. Yes, that actually all fits with one Instagram handle. Um, or you can simply Google Rob Galbraith Insurance and find connections to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Rob, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, to the listeners, go out and get Rob's book, The End of Insurance as We Know It. Um, definitely a wealth of information there for you. Um, and as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those amazing things we do to support our podcasters. I appreciate it. And, uh, Rob, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you.